Hey, this is Josh from Cattle Decapitation. You're watching CMS TV. Aiken presents and i of course am chris aiken and today we are getting heavy and when i say heavy i do mean extremely heavy new record from the band creeping death is called boundless domain it is out june the 16th it will hit you in the face like a sledgehammer and then crash into you like a car it is one of the heaviest records i have heard in at least a year it's fantastic and here to tell us all about it is mr trey pemberton trey how are you man doing all right how are you Good, man. Good to talk to you, man. And as I told you before we started, I love this record, dude. It is such an ass kicker. And at a time that we need it, at a time when it just seems like everybody else is, I don't want to say getting softer, but it just seems like everything that's coming out is trying to be a little more rhythmic and a little more, you know, verse, chorus, verse-ish. This is just straight up punishment, man, which I love. So uh, why don't we start there, man? Tell us all about this record, man. It, it definitely must come, comes at the end of the pandemic. So lots of rage to build up, I guess. So why don't we start there with maybe getting just a little bit of info about this record? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, when everything shut down, uh, we were just touring off of our first record. Uh, so we didn't really have anything like, written or recorded or anything like that so we just kind of you know it was like the one place that we knew we could kind of like you know do something that wasn't just like sitting at home so we went to our jam space and wrote a bunch of music and um some of it became the um ep the edge of existence which came out before this lp right. and then uh we saved the rest of it for the lp and then continued to write more songs and um you know add more layers and and things like that and then um Towards the end of that process, uh, Adam D actually expressed interest in wanting to record uh, us. So, uh, you know, our bass player being a huge Killswitch fan and, you know, all these albums, like, you know, they may be a different, like, sort of style, genre, whatever, but mm -hmm. all of his albums sound like, you know, crisp and good. So we knew that he knew what he was doing. And, you know, so we uh, went with him and, you know, he gave us some future notes, you know, moose and things around you know add this part do this you know it will add layers and different uh harmonies and just different chords over different stuff make stuff sound bigger and you know that's just kind of how it like you know progressed uh, after right. a while so yeah it was a it was a you know 
long it was like a longer process than we usually take to write uh but it's because we had the time to actually take because we weren't you know obviously weren't touring for like a year and a half two years so uh it was cool i think it made for uh you know a better product and then adam just being the kind of meticulous producer he is it's just like he only takes the the best of the best kind of takes so um it forced us to become better musicians just like playing our instruments so um yeah you know i think all of that came together and you know it made for a pretty pretty sweet product sure now now i gotta ask a band like yours generally y'all know what you want to do to bring somebody else in with a lot of success as kill switch obviously has a lot of success but not in your genre i have to imagine that that had to be difficult to take direction and and if you didn't like some of the direction i could imagine it's real easy to be like what do you fucking know you don't play this kind of music you know (laughs) how how was it taking direction from somebody outside of your sphere oh it was super easy adam is super cool he was the first thing he was like listen he's like all of these suggestions I give, like at the end of the day, like you're the customer, so okay. you need to be happy with it. So if you, he's like, you can just tell me to fuck off if you don't like my idea. And, right. uh, and he's like, actually like, believe it or not, super into death metal. He actually has a death metal project with uh corpse grinder. Like I forget okay. what the name of it's called, but they have like a band together and they're like really close friends. So he knows what's up like about death metal, you know? So um with that like knowledge too it's just like most of his ideas like you know, literally 90 percent of them we were like definitely on board for and if we weren't we were just like yeah i don't know about that and he was just like cool and then just like moved on so yeah it was it was super easy um mm-hmm. and you know personally like i feel like we're a band that we like to you know get ideas and pull ideas from different people because it's like personally uh, I, I'm not one of those people who can just write like a whole song or a whole album like by myself. I feel like it could always be better if I kind of bounced an idea off of like somebody I kind of valued their opinion on on music, right. so whether it's like my band bandmates or like a producer or something like that. So, uh, you know, we're, we've always been a pretty like collaborative band. So, yeah, we don't really mind, you know, getting some tips from people here and there. Right on, man. Well, dude, I, I, you know, we mentioned it at the start here, but, um, you released a record kind of right before the pandemic started. And then you had to sit and wait like everybody else. Unfortunately, you guys are not Metallica. You don't have the Metallica money where it's like, oh, we could sit for two or three years and, and wait, you know, I mean, I'm assuming the bread and butter of creeping death. The band is touring. So Absolutely. not being able to tour, how did you, I mean, I know you, you do what you got to do to survive, but how do you survive as a band and keep the energy together as a band instead of falling apart? Um, well, for us, we, we just wrote, we just kept writing like new music. We were just consistent with practicing and getting together and writing new music. And, you know, um, it was just like a really fun outlet at a time where it's like, we really couldn't do anything it was just like we really just could go to our jobs and then come home like not much stuff was open you know and there was no shows going on obviously right. so <laughs> it was like our one kind of fun thing we would just you know get some you know alcohol and go smoke <laughs> and hang out and write music and you know jam for a while and so uh yeah like that I, I think that definitely helped uh, um so it kept us keep consistently like writing music over the whole thing and 
And once we figured out that, like, okay, like, shows are starting to come back, like, you know, we didn't want to have, like, nothing for, like, four years between releases. So that's why we did the EP. So it was like, all right, we have, like, enough new songs that we can pick the ones that we want for this, and we can keep working on the other ones for later, which we, you know, saved them for the LP. And then, um, yeah, then we just re-recorded some old songs, and then, you know, we put that on the EP and just kind of, and the timing actually worked out. We, we didn't, when we were planning all this, we still didn't expect like for, you know, to be able to tour for a while. Um, so we were just like, Oh, you know, here's something that to kind of, you know, keep not forget about us basically, you know what I mean? Right. And so, uh, um, but it actually worked out because when it came out, it was like two weeks later, we went on tour with exhumed, um, right. And it was like the first, first tour back after, you know, all of the pandemic shit. So, um, yeah, it actually kind of worked out. We were able to tour off of a release basically right after everything, like, sort of opened back up. So uh, we kind of got lucky with, with that timing. But, yeah. Right on. When, when you went back out on tour, you know, were, were you early in, in it? Were you one of the early bands or did you wait until everybody was touring before you went back? Um, I would say... We, we we were on the sort of the not the the first wave but okay. maybe like the the middle wave like i would say i think i started to see bands tour that starting that summer right um of like 2020 2021 and ours was in the fall okay so, uh so yeah i think and then that 2022 it was pretty much like pretty much everybody was fully back so i i would say we were sort of on the the middle half of that literally on the right in the middle of the bell curve i think i think right after that fall when you saw um bands like start to to tour a lot more right so. which was probably good because i i know i went and saw a couple of bands early like as soon as they opened the doors i was like yeah let's go and they were empty you know the shows were empty and it was really disheartening for you know especially like one i always bring it up was I went to Seven Dust, who always, you know, Seven Dust always brings 1,500, 2,000 people. And I went and saw them, and they brought 400 people. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, are people never coming back? So it's probably cool. Well, I'll ask you, was when when you did come back, were the crowds there, or was it half, or oh, what yeah. was it? Oh, no, it was, like, it was, like, packed out. I, I think at the time we, I think our timing was better because at that point the vaccines had been released, and it's, they had been out for a while at that point uh for like a few months uh so i think people were starting to feel more comfortable uh, as opposed to earlier when it was like you know a lot of people hadn't quite gotten vaccinated but the numbers had gotten high enough and i I think people were pretty much like okay enough to to take the risk to go out at that point Uh, right so um i think it was fine and for for us yeah it was like it was lit that tour was an amazing tour back um you know, one of our, it was, it was crazy. I, I remember we played, uh, obviously like the Texas dates were, were sick. We expected that. Uh, but then we go to, uh, Albuquerque and Albuquerque is like usually, you know, real shot, but right. we played that. It was sold out. It was one of the craziest shows of the whole tour. And then ever since then, every time we have ever played Albuquerque, it's been insane. Like no matter what, who we're playing with, what we're playing with, like, so um, just that just kind of goes to show like after you know everything sort of came back people were really like itching for it and you know now a lot of people are 
back out. You, you know, you see places like that were once places nobody want, wanted to go to, and now they're like places that are like having popping shows. You know, Boise, uh, you know, places like that. You know, Little Rock has a lot of good shows I see going on, and it's places like that. You know, they just after pandemic it's just like been exploding. So, sure. yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that part of it too is that? people are figuring out who you guys are, you know, as a band, because let's face it. And you know, this, this is not a surprise. Half the people that look for you, find the Metallica song, you know, I mean, that's just the way it goes on Google. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and I'm uh, sure you uh, wish yeah, not, search, not search. Into, oh yeah. If we ever thought like we were ever going to play outside of you know the state of Texas, we would have thought we would have put way more effort into <laughs> thinking of a name than we right. did. We, we basically, we basically picked the name because the promoter, our first show, we were basically so focused on the music and playing like tight and well for our first show right. that we just, all the other shit, we were like, we have a, we have our whole demo. We have our set. Like, let's just like worry about this. We'll, we'll think about all that shit later. And, um, it was like two weeks before the show and the promoter's like, Hey, like we can't keep putting TBA on this uh, flyer. Like what is y'all's name? Like, what is it? Like, please just give me a name. But before the, like the end of the week so i can put you guys on the flyer and we were like oh fuck so like what are we <laughs> gonna do and like a long time ago it's like and we were all like hardcore kids we've all we're, we were just in hardcore bands before that so sure we, we basically just wanted wanted a name that was like okay if it's on a list with a bunch of like hardcore bands they people are gonna know that's like oh this is probably more like a metal band or something like that right. and one of our friends who wasn't even in the band had like a project with one of the kids that was in the band and they had it it was called creeping death that they never kind of did anything with. And he was just like, Hey, why don't we just use that name? And then like, if we want to like change it later, we can. And it's just like, we, we just like, all right. And then we did. And it was just like, whatever. And then we put out the demo and we were just surprised that anybody wanted to listen to it at all. So it was like, <laughs> Oh shit. Like people actually kind of like this. And then, and then after a while, when we were getting offers to like start playing out of town, we were like, all right, I think we might've like, kind of fucked up we probably should have thought about a different name um but i mean it is what it is now it's got to roll with it at this point right on well it's definitely working man I'll, I'll tell you what man why don't we um take a little break here give the people a taste of what you're doing i was gonna i figured we'd give them a taste of um one of the singles that you've put out here the common breed it's got a great video to it tell us about this video and about the song Okay. Um, yeah, we filmed this at um, a local venue called Amplified Live. That unfortunately is no longer a venue. Um, it was one of my favorite places around town. The sound was great. All the staff was awesome. Um, you know, they had an inside stage, an outside stage. Uh, it was it was really sick. Um, and so Lincoln at the time worked there. So, you know, they let us have this show. Um, nice. And so uh, it was a sold out show inside, uh, like towards the end of the year, basically almost on New Year's Eve. And um, yeah, it was just like we re recorded the live video. You know, all of the homies came out. Uh, people went crazy. Um, it was a lot of fun. One of probably the most fun I had um, recording any music video. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's check it out now. It is the common breed. It is Creeping Death right here on Chris Aiken Presents.
Right back here on Chris cool. Aiken Presents. We are here with guitarist Trey Pemberton of the band Creeping Death. And uh, Trey, got to ask you, man, with the new record, Boundless Domain, and I'm assuming with everything that you do, you know, you, you guys have a formula of how you write. How is it that you do write songs? Does somebody come up with a riff or does it start with a vocal line? Where does it start for you guys when you're writing music? Um, yeah, it always starts with like the the music kind of part first. And then Reese will basically add vocals after all of the music is written. But um, yeah, it's, you know, sometimes we'll one of me, either me or AJ will have like a riff we had on a voice memo and We'll bring it to practice and then we'll show it to, to you know everyone and someone might have like uh you know oh add this here or do like this or do something like this and and then by the end of it being like in an actual song it might be like you know a little piece of every single person in the room had like changed something so it's not even sounding like what it sounded like on the original voice memo so that's kind of like how we work a lot of times and um you know it works for us I know a lot that sounds kind of slow for like a lot of people, but I think we like gel pretty quick. And, uh, sorry. Airplane? Fighter jet outside. Of yeah. <laughs> I, I live, I live outside of the air. Nice. Crazy shit. It's all good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, I just like, uh, we like the collaborative effort. Like I was kind of talking about earlier, you know, uh, right. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, if the riff is just good enough, we're like, yo, nope, that's like, that's good. We'll add it here. Um, you know, a lot of the times I'll like kind of like more pick the structure of like kind of how we do things and stuff like that. Um, and then when I when I write a riff, I, I, I'm a drummer originally. So right. I kind of like think of a drum beat first and I kind of try to write a riff over a drum beat, which helps Lincoln, who is also an amazing drummer, so that we can kind of like speak and connect on like some of the, that like drummer language and it just makes writing so much so much easier um so yeah you know and sometimes it's just like we'll we'll be like okay what kind of part do you want to come after this what kind of drum beat do you want to come after this part that we just wrote and then we'll be like oh i want let's think, trip play this beat like let's do this beat after this i think that'll be a good kind of transition and we'll write a riff or I'll come try to come up with a riff like on the spot of like something that would fit over that sort of drum beat. So it's right. like a kind of a, know, a weird kind of way, but I feel like it works, works for us. Right on. Well, it definitely does, man. Now, dude, I, I'm going to tell you, everybody I talk to, I ask them about my favorite song on the record with you guys. It was especially difficult because there's a lot of good stuff here. But I think I settled in just for the sheer brutality of it. I settled in on um, creators turned into prey. What oh, a okay. what a monster, man! T tell me about this song, man, because that uh, that sucker is heavy. Um, yeah, that's uh, that was the uh, the working title for that song was uh, obituary type beat. So that's kind of the vibe we were going for. Um, but there's also some like, uh, iron age, like influence big time on that song, uh, towards the end, you know, just some different rhythmic stuff. And, um, definitely some like, uh, you know, like you said, brutal, like cannibal corpse, like sort of heavy riffage going on too. So, um, yeah, we just kind of wanted to blend of kind of a, a lot of different things with, you know, keep it heavy, keep it fun. Right. Well, it definitely is, man. It's such a good tune. And, and, you know, one of the things, man, and I, I, you know, going back and listening to your, to your previous stuff and then comparing it to now, 
it just seems like you guys have de definitely like grown very cohesive. It just, if you listen to the first stuff, it sounds like a lot of bands. This doesn't, this sounds like what you guys are and that's it. You know, I, it's, it's funny. I talk to people all the time about who I'm interviewing and whatnot. And when I do talk to people, it, you know, and I, and I, they ask what that people ask me, what you guys sound like. I really didn't have an answer. I just said, you know, <laughs> sort of death metal. It's got a little metal or death core in it. Kind of sort, you know, you guys really have developed what I think is a very unique sound. And it's, it, I, I would imagine that that's comes from playing together. No. Yeah. You know, playing together and also playing in just within our peers in the state of Texas, taking influence from like, you know, it's like, obviously, it's like, yeah, we're a death metal band. Uh, and then, like, probably the first stuff, when we're especially coming from hardcore, is like, we were just like, all right, like, let's just write as metal as we possibly can. And then now we're adding more influences here. Like, you don't want it to sound disjointed. So right. you have to find a way for it to all be cohesive and still, uh, you know, inf like, have pick or have all the influences that you, like, sort of want to choose. Uh, and yeah, you know, we just started adding more stuff um, and trying to be more thoughtful about how we like incorporated that and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of Texas hardcore uh, in that, you know, definitely still all the death metal bands that originally influenced us are all the same. But, you know, adding more of, like I said, Texas hardcore, Power Trip, Mammoth Grinder, Iron Age uh, sure. influence, and then also adding, you know, more of a you know, death influence too there, you know, some on some parts. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So like, uh, you know, just kind of like bring it all, trying to bring it all together without it sounding like two, like you said, like all of like sounding like two just different bands, you know? Right. Definitely, man. Well, dude, with, with uh boundless domain, you know, um, uh, for people that want to buy it, which should be everybody, not every, nobody should just stream it. Even if you buy one song, at least buy something to help these guys roll. But the one decision I saw that I always find interesting these days, you guys decided to release cassettes. Why the cassettes? Is that just kind of a nod to the old school or what? Yeah, you know, just like it's it's a collect just another collector's item, you know, like like it, like been again just coming from like hardcore, it's like tapes are, are always like a thing, especially for like uh, a newer band. It's like usually a band comes out, they release a demo, and like somebody will put out the tape for them and then you know, they, they have like 15, 20 tapes and they're just collectible kind of kind of thing. So we just kind of wanted to, you know, give a little throwback to that kind of like to our roots, where we came from kind of thing. You know, people like collecting stuff like that, too. Right. So we haven't had a tape in a minute. It's like, we'll, we'll we'll still get messages, people asking us about like the tapes for our first like EP and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, those are those are gone. There's only 50 of those that exist <laughs> at all. So good luck. Right. Then they roll up to your gig in a 1994 Honda or something. So they can play it. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, dude, obviously, man, the, the, the biggest, I guess, newsy piece of the new record is that you did record with corpse grinder on, um, intestinal rap. Um, and you put out the video for that as well, which we will end with, but, uh, tell me a little bit about working with him and, um, you know, I, I'm imagining that Adam D brought him into the mix, but tell me a little bit about how he came to be mixed in with you guys. Actually, it was, uh, our, we're on the same, like management group, like, okay. uh, yeah, us and then, um, uh, Adam and like, uh, course grinder like we're all on the same 
same management group. So basically our manager was just like, Hey, would you guys be interested on in having a, uh, uh, like a course grinder feature, like on it, well, any, any of the songs. And we were immediately, and we were in, already in the studio with Adam at this time. And like that song was already recorded and, uh, we were immediately knew it was like, yeah, this is like the, the one like really gory, brutal song of the album. Like this is gotta be the one. So it was pretty much unanimous from the time that he texted us. Like, I'm pretty sure we were all like some people were at the Airbnb. A couple people were still at the studio, and uh, I'm pretty sure we all responded like at the same time, like yes, and this song, like so. <laughs> it was it came together pretty quick, and then you know the next thing I know, like after you know a couple weeks, you know it's like oh here's the here's the track, and they sent it back. So it all came together like pretty pretty easy. Very cool, man. Well, like you said, we'll play it here in a second. But first, let's remind the people the new album from Creeping Death is called Boundless Domain. It is out, um, what, two weeks, June 16th. It comes out. Uh, make sure you buy it. Buy it, buy it. Do not just stream it, but buy it. And, and dude, where should we send people to buy the pre orders or keep up with you guys with tour dates and all that good stuff? Um, you can follow us on social media uh, at Creeping Death TX on Twitter, Instagram, uh, search Creeping Death on Facebook. Um, we actually come up first now. So, okay. Um, so yeah, all those for socials. And if you're, you know, not a social media person, you can go to creepingdeath.net. You can find all the same information. Uh, so yeah, tour dates, tickets, um, and uh, you know, just just to keep up with us, you know, you can join the email list if that's your speed too. So lots of options for everybody. Very good. Well, one more time, it is boundless domain. It is creeping death and we're going to wrap it up with intestinal wrap. So, um, real quick, one last time, boundless domain creeping death is the band and Trey. Thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken presents. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Absolutely.